Hello, and welcome to Becoming Your Own Best Friend, a show about self-esteem with your host, Randy Havison. In this show, we're going to be talking about self-esteem, what it is, how to build it, and how to get rid of the obstacles that get in the way of our success. So join me now as we explore Becoming Your Own Best Friend. I just want you to know that it is an honor for me to be here today. It's actually an honor for me to be anywhere today. But we'll get into all that and why I'm doing this, um, how I got here in the first place. But the thing that I want to start with, and I thought about this this morning while I was in the shower. I don't know if any of you are, are those that come up with these brilliant ideas in the shower, but I'm one of those. So I'm in the shower and I thought, you know, I really want to dedicate this first episode um, to you, to people like me who are out there. You know, I call myself, I'm from the land of misfit toys. You know, I, all growing up, I never really felt, feel, felt like I fit in anywhere. I didn't fit in with the jocks. I didn't fit in with the popular people. I didn't fit in with the theater folks. I just kind of wandered and meandered from place to place, not really feeling like I fit in anywhere. Uh, and for me to be here today doing this and to be an author of a couple books, um, and for people to actually want to listen to what it is I have to say, it's just so humbling for me. And it's just, I'm so filled with gratitude to be able to be here today. And, and why I'm doing this is because I want to be an example to others that no matter how low your life has gotten, you can still turn it around and it's never too late. And as long as you get out of your own way, you can make it to wherever it is that you want to be. So that's why I do this. So that's who I'm dedicating this to. That's for you, to the people in the land of misfit toys, to the lost boys, the lost girls. You know, I've always really loved the Peter Pan story for a number of reasons, but one of them is the lost boys, you know, the ones who never really felt like they belonged anywhere. And I always felt that way. So, you know, I remember early on in my young adult life, I remember I wrote a story called uh, the blue haired boy born into the green haired world and never felt like he belonged anywhere. So that's kind of how I felt. And now I don't feel like that at all. Um, I have found my people in a lot of different areas. I realize I don't fit in any one category. I fit in a lot of categories and that's okay. And I'm becoming more and more comfortable with who I am. And I've learned a lot of skills along the way. So this whole show is to teach you how to do those things that I've learned. And hopefully it won't take you as long as I took. it took me. I want to cut your learning curve in half, in a quarter, in a third, so that, no, that's more than a quarter. Well, I want to cut your learning curve so that you are going to be able to have that life that you want to live and live your life with courage and live your life with joy and wonder and gratitude and humility and all the beautiful things that life has to offer. Because you know what? Life can be pretty crappy sometimes. But it's about learning how to wade through that. You know, if we're looking for just, you know, roses the whole way, it's just not going to happen. So I believe that our true character becomes developed when we walk through the things in life that are difficult. So what I have found is that one of the best ways for me to walk through those situations is by building my self-esteem. And my entire work right now, all of my work is around helping people build their self-esteem. And I realized a while ago that our society gives us this really weird idea of what self-esteem is supposed to be. So I really want to talk today about what is self-esteem and why is it important? You know, we're going to get into that later too, but I want to talk about what it is. 
And the first thing in talking about what it is, I want to talk about what it isn't. Uh, you know, I was raised with the idea that most of us have, that if you have the right zip code, if you have the right number on a scale, if you have the right GPA, if you have the right salary, the right car, the right label on the back of your shirt, uh, the right kind of shoes, then that gives you status. That means that you're something you have worth. And I realized in my, yeah, it was my mid-20s. I remember I was sitting there watching TV and a commercial came on that said, do you want to feel better about who you are? Buy our product, grow more hair, and you'll have more self-esteem. And I remember thinking, wait a minute, my self-esteem depends on how many follicles I have on my head? I mean, that just sounded so ridiculous. And then I realized how our society in Madison Avenue spends billions of dollars every year trying to convince you that what you have is who you are. And that's ridiculous. It, it, one has nothing to do with the other. You know, I know people who live in Beverly Hills mansions who are completely miserable with the quality of their lives. And I've seen people who live in tribal villages with dirt floors and no shoes and, and hardly anything to their name, but they're so happy. So if this idea that what we have translates into who we are, then that wouldn't be possible. People living on dirt floors would be depressed and miserable. People living in Beverly Hills mansions would be so happy, but they're not correlate. They do not connect with each other 100%. Now, there are people who live in Beverly Hills who are very happy, doing very well in their lives and feeling good about who they are. And the trick is to not be attached to the money. To be grateful for the money and happy with what you have and, and the things that you're able to do, but to not define yourself by a number in a bank account. You know, that's where people tend to get in trouble. Same on the other side. You know, people who are living in poverty, there are some who are very happy and some who are not very happy. But one of the things that I've learned in my life, the hard way, is one of the most important things to do is to learn how to reach out for help. And, and that's a self-esteem thing. You know, ego says, oh, I have to do this on my own. I have to suck it up. But self-esteem is about, you know what? I think I'm over my head here and I need some assistance. So let's talk about this difference between ego and self-esteem to really look at what self-esteem is. So our society says that ego and self-esteem are linked, that they're the same thing. If you have money, you have good self-esteem. If you have the right GPA, you have the right salary, you're driving the right car, you have the right number on a scale, then that means that you have worth. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that ego and self-esteem are linked. I actually believe that ego and self-esteem are on opposite ends of a continuum with each other. That when you reinforce your ego, you're denying your self-esteem. When you build your self-esteem, it has nothing to do with your ego. Now, some of the defining factors between those two is that ego tends to be very fragile. You know, ego is something that you can give someone. Ego is something you can take away from someone. Uh, you can say to someone, oh my God, I really love your hair today. <gasps> really? You like it? Oh my God, thank you so much. And they feel better temporarily. But that's an ego thing. Ego also on the other end, because it's fragile. Oh my God, you're wearing that shirt with those pants? Huh. And the person, oh my God, what's wrong with me? No, they were just talking about your pants and your shirt combination, not you. But ego is fragile. You know, think about people that we have in the news, people that you know in your life, who is just so fragile one way or the other. I remember I used to belong to this gym and I would go to the gym and these guys with muscles everywhere, muscles on top of muscles. 
and I'd look at him, and I remember this one guy, he's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just kind of looking because I'm just fascinated by the muscles on top of your muscles. That's pretty wild. I didn't say that because he probably would have beat me up. But um, I, you know, ego is fragile. It's like, what are you looking at? It's like, well, if you look like that, people are going to look at you. So, especially wearing that tank top thing that's barely a shirt, um, you know, people are going to look. But ego is fragile. Ego is so fragile. Ego is also about all of that outside stuff. Your GPA, your salary, the label uh, on your shirt or, or what kind of shoes you have. You know, all of those outside things, how big your biceps are. You know, that's all ego stuff. Now, again, there are people who work out and are healthy and, and it's totally a self-esteem builder. But for those who do it just so they can look good and people can go, wow, look at you, that's an ego thing. So ego is that outside stuff. And those are the defining factors for ego. You know, and, and that's how we can look at it and how it separates from self-esteem. Now, let's look at the other side, self-esteem. Self-esteem is on the inside. Self-esteem is how you feel about you. First thing in the morning, looking at yourself in the mirror, how do you feel about that person looking back at you? That is your level of self-esteem. And the whole point of this and the point of my book and the point of my workshops and my lectures and all the things I do is to help you move down that continuum closer to a higher sense of self-esteem. You know, when I started on my journey, I had very little self-esteem at all. I was all ego. I wanted you to look at, you know, how beautiful, you know, I used to have this long, curly, beautiful hair, and I used to define myself by that, hey, look at me, and I'm a drummer in a rock band, and aren't I cool? And, and that's how I wanted to define myself, because on the inside, I felt so small and so little, and, and I felt like I had this big hole inside of me. And, and that hole, I had to try to cover it up from everybody so no one would see how damaged and hurt I was. So if you came up to me, hey, Randy, how you doing? I'd be like, hey, I'm doing great. How you doing, man? But on the inside, I was dying. So I've been almost at pure, not pure self-esteem, but I've been pretty high on the self-esteem scale. And it took me a long time to learn how to move up the self-esteem scale. You know, it's one of those things, one of the defining things that I, that I t ask people, if I were to ask you, name five things you like about yourself and name five things you don't like about yourself, what's the first thing you go to? Do you go to, oh my God, okay, well, I need to lose weight and oh God, I'm so lazy and I'm such a procrastinator. And do you focus on the negative first or can you jump to that positive? You know, I really love my sense of humor, my creativity, um, my ability to be empathetic and wanting to help others, my ability to overcome my fears and do something like a YouTube channel and a podcast. You know, this is not easy for me to do. This is, you know, I have to overcome a lot of anxiety. I have an anxiety disorder that I have to look at and deal with on a regular basis. I have a severe case of ADD. So are you able to find the things you like about yourself or don't like about yourself? What comes up first and what is easier for you to do? So the whole point of this entire series and all of the shows that I'm going to do here is to give you the skills and the tools that you need to move up that continuum towards a higher sense of self-esteem. 
and to start looking at the things that you like about yourself as much as the things you don't like about yourself. So I challenge you between now and, and the next episode, make a list of five, put down five things, make two lists, five things on both ends, five things you like about yourself, five things you don't like about yourself and see which one is easier for you to do. And do the five things. And if you want to do more than five things that you like about yourself, absolutely go for it. Do not limit yourself to five. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll do this too. I'm going to do this list as well. Because um, I'm also a believer in walking the walk and not just talking the talk. I believe that in integrity is one of my core values. And if I'm going to ask you to do something, then I'm going to do it myself too. So between now and the next time, I'm going to have my list. So that's my commitment and my promise to you. So let's get back to looking at yourself first thing in the mirror in the morning. How do you feel about that person looking back at you? That is your level of self-esteem. And the trick is to move down the continuum so you finally get to the point. And, and for some of you, maybe you already do this. You look in the mirror and you can smile at who's looking back at you. And what I call it is the phenomenon of becoming your own best friend. To treat yourself like your own best friend rather than your own worst enemy. And that's the whole point of this too, because if you do treat yourself like your own best friend, you will feel better about who you are. You will raise your self-esteem. You will find that all these amazing gifts are going to start to come into your life. That's just how life works. What you put out is what you get back. And sometimes it doesn't seem fair. Sometimes it's like, well, when am I going to get my goodies? But you know what? Just be patient. Keep moving forward and you'll be amazed at what happens. So let's talk some more about how to move down that continuum, how to become your own best friend, how to raise your self-esteem. So again, I was talking about how self-esteem is about the inside, how you feel about who you are, what are those qualities that make you, you. And when you start looking at those, you're going to already start to feel better about who you are. It's amazing how that happens. When you put your focus on the positive rather than the negative, then all of a sudden you start to feel a little better. You just inch a little bit more up that continuum towards a higher sense of self-esteem. Now, another thing about self-esteem, it is solid. You cannot take someone's self-esteem away and you cannot give them self-esteem. You know, I could get comments after that. Oh my God, Randy, this was the greatest podcast or YouTube channel episode ever. You changed my life. And I'm going to say, oh my God, I'm so glad that you got something out of this. That is so awesome. But I'm not going to go, yeah, I'm cool. No, because it's not about me. It's about you resonating with the message. That's what it's about. It's not about me. I'm just the messenger. Another part about self-esteem, you cannot take my self-esteem away from me. If I get a comment afterwards, that sucked. That was a total waste of my time. You need to not do any more of these then my thought is going to be, I'm so sorry you didn't get something out of this. Well, you don't have to watch again or listen again. And I hope that you find another channel or another person that's going to inspire you in the way that's going to kind of attune to your frequency. Because that's the way I look at it. You know, there are certain authors, there are books that people say, oh, you got to read this book. It's the greatest book. And I read like the first 20 pages. And I'm like, this just does not resonate with me. And other books, I read them and it's like, boom, I am right there with the author. So it's about finding things that, that harmonize with your frequency and find those books and those movies and, and the things that are going to resonate with you and the podcasts and the, and the speakers that really resonate with you and, and focus on those because those are the ones that are going to help you build your self-esteem. So what is it? 
I believe that self-esteem is the mo most important thing we have because it's ours. And the thing about self-esteem, because you can't give it to anyone and you can't uh, take it away from anyone, it's earned. It's self-esteem. I build my self-esteem. I give my self-esteem away. It's totally my choice. And when I start treating myself like my own best friend, my self-esteem improves. I want to give you a quick example of that. You know, I remember back when I was in college, because of my ADD and because of my anxiety, I didn't do real well in school. You know, people kept telling me, oh, Randy, you're so smart. You know, you should be doing better than this. I'm like, I'm doing the best I can. I just don't know what to do. But back when I was in school, ADD was not a thing. Nobody talked about that. So I just kind of muddled through it. And I remember there were times I would study real hard for a test. And then I take the test and I get a C in the test. And what would I tell myself? Oh my God, I can't believe you studied hard for this test and you got to see. You are so stupid. I can't believe you did that. And you need to just drop out of school. There's someone else who deserves this seat much more than you do. You're so lame. And that's how I would talk to myself. Now, how would you respond if your best friend studied hard for a test, got a C? What would you say to your best friend? Would you say to your best friend, oh my God, I can't believe you studied hard for that and you got a C. You are so stupid. You should just drop out of school. There's someone else who deserves your C more than you do. No way. No way. Would you talk to your best friend that way? So what would you say to your best friend? You'd say, hey, that's all right. It's just one test. And you studied hard, but at least you got a C. You know what? Go talk to the professor. See what they have to say. Maybe they'll adjust your grade if they see how much effort you, you did put into this. See what you can do to do better on the next one. Do you want me to help you, to tutor you? Would a tutor help? So you would be supportive of your best friend. You would be supportive of those that you cared about. So now it's time to do that for yourself. You know, years ago, I had a business that I thought this was going to be my, the rest of my life. This was going to be my career, running this business. And I made a couple very poor personnel decisions. I made some poor business decisions. And after eight years, the business failed. I was out of money and I couldn't do it anymore. And I had to shut the business down. And still today, when I think about it, it's like, oh, it still hurts. And it probably will for the rest of my life. And it was hard for me to let go of that. And for a long time, it, it took a toll on my self-esteem because I felt like my business failed. That made me a failure. And it took me a while to realize that, no, I am not my business. I made some bad decisions, but that doesn't mean I'm bad. And I realized that just because my business failed did not make me a failure. And because that business failed, I mean, how many of you have had this experience where something you really put a lot of energy into and you really wanted it to work out and it didn't work out. But as a result of that, you were able to move on and something even more amazing happened. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. As a result of the business not working out, I went on to go write my book. And I went on to move to Orlando where I am now. And I love living in Orlando. Oh my God, I am... I'm in the land of Mickey bars and churros. <laughs> Life is more amazing today than I could ever have imagined it being. And it would have been great if I had that business back then. But you know what? Life takes its turns. And, and as a result of just walking through whatever life gives you, if you have that belief in yourself and surround yourself with people who believe in you, 
anything is possible as long as you just get out of your own way. And by learning how to become your own best friend, it's all there for you. So thank you for tuning in. Feel free to write to me. Happy to answer your questions. I love doing that. Uh, so thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I value that. And I will see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in.